At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson, here with Ron Hicks. Ron, welcome to the program. Thank you, Richard. It's always great to talk about um, things that are going on in the news and looking at it from a biblical perspective. I appreciate the invitation. Hey, what would you do, Ron, if you had a daughter Mm -hmm. who was in public or private sports, for that matter, playing Uh on a sports team, Mm -hmm. and the young boy wanted to join that sports team? A boy who identified as a girl wanted to join and play, let's say, girls' soccer or girls' volleyball or girls' track. What would be your response? And as you're I'm seeing that perplexed look on your face, because this is not well, a theoretical, uh, yeah, because yeah, there are yeah. people across the country dealing with this very question right now. Well, and, and when, when this whole issue first came up about, you know, bathrooms and things like that, um, I, I honestly was with my granddaughters because my, my children are, are of the age where they have children and my, my granddaughters are in high school. I can remember I was at a local store. And one of my granddaughters had to use the ladies' room, and I stood outside the door making sure that nobody that looked like a man went in. Um, and so I, I, I would, I would be one of those kind of parents that would be on the desk of the school board superintendents and and all the rest. I'd be, I can be pretty obnoxious about those things. So this, this it's is just not fair. Yeah, I've actually right. was at a uh, uh, public meeting about a year and a half ago. The city of Bowling Green was debating the fairness ordinance, mm-hmm. is what they call it. Mm-hmm. It's a sexual orientation gender identity ordinance which elevates um, SOGI to a protected civil right. I was in the bathroom, and actually a transgender male came in. It was a biological male that came in like a woman in a dress. And I was, uh, at first I was a little bit, I was caught off guard, to be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I realized that this was somebody that was. But he was um, using the facility according to his genetics as opposed to what his yeah, identification yeah, was. Yeah, okay, which well, was interesting because right, he right. wasn't in the girls' restroom. Mm-hmm, but I had mm-hmm. a couple of, you know, ways I could have responded. I could have judged him and mm-hmm, been harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I could have just uh, engaged him because he started to talk, mm-hmm. you know, in the, as I was washing up. Um, well, see, that's the whole thing, because all guys know that the unwritten rule is you don't talk in the bathroom. You don't strike yeah. up. That's yeah. why there's couches in women's restroom and there's not in men's restroom. You don't talk in the point. men's restroom. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Well, this issue of transgender males joining girls sports team is happening across the country. And in Connecticut, there were two transgender males competing in girls track. And within about a two-year time period, they set all kind of state records. Oh, and they rewrote the record mm-hmm, books in sure. girls' sports. There are two mm-hmm. of these transgender male athletes joining girls' track. They won 16 state titles within a very short time period, 16. And what that does, Ron, is it edges out girls who are biologically born female, mm-hmm. edges them out from competing fairly against other girls. Uh, so there is a move in Congress to roll back any federal funding uh, of public schools that are allowing boys to join the girls' sports team. You know, in, in competitive sports, 
um, particularly in, in combat sports. I'm a, I'm a big fan of mixed martial arts, boxing, and that sort of thing. It's it, a banned substance is testosterone. Yeah. Unless there's a dis- testosterone deficiency in the athlete. So if that athlete has the amount of testosterone they're supposed to have and they supplement themselves with extra testosterone, which acts as uh, is a, a very mild growth hormone, it helps with strength, recovery, and all right. the rest of that, that's a banned substance. So you have a, a, young, a young boy, goes through puberty, goes, his bones develop, his muscles dis- develop because of this testosterone. Even if he starts receiving, uh, if they replace the testosterone with estrogen and all the rest of that, the, the advantages that he has because of this testosterone are always there, always right. there. So unless they take all the girls and say, okay, we'll give you an equal number of years of testosterone injections, but, but, but not, how ridiculous does that sound? You don't even want to go down that road. If you're, if, you, if, you've, if you're a boy, you participate in boy sports. If you're a girl, you participate in girl sports, not what you identify as. Because I could go to the White House and say, hey, I identify as the president. Guess what? They won't give me a chair at the Oval Office. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I identify as. It's who I am, what I am. Why this, do you all, you get me in here and this you is, me? I get you, yeah, sorry, I guess I pushed the wrong button, Ron. <laughs> Next topic, huh? Let's move on. You know, this is, in, even before I broached the subject and brought it up, I thought, man, we're going to go right into a red meat issue right off the bat, mm-hmm. and Ron's mm-hmm. going to get excited, and <laughs> here we go. But uh, on another level, I thought, you know, it's unfortunate that we even have to talk about this. Because I mean, what just a, to common sense, Richard, what happened yeah. to common sense? Just a few years ago, it was very clear that there was, uh, you were born a certain gender. It would, if you either had that XX chromosome, which meant you were female or that XY chromosome, which meant that you were male and you, you, you live life according to that reality. But here's where we are. We live in a postmodern post truth age where uh, people uh, define their own gender. Mm-hmm. You know, the definition of post-truth, which was the word of the year right, a couple right. of years mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. is where emotions and strong feelings overcome objective truth. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are. Uh, th- but it's unfortunate because you can believe all you want that you're the opposite gender, but it does not make it so. Mm-hmm. Ron, as far as that goes, you can believe all you want that gravity doesn't matter. But if you get up on the third story of a building and jump over, you're going to find out very quickly <laughs> that gravity is real. It's not only a good idea, it's the law. Right? It, it is. <laughs> exactly. There's the, a, there's a, it, in a Time magazine just came out with their top 100 most influential people, and there's a basketball player. Uh, by the last name of Ware, everybody is uh, familiar. He just recently re- retired. Uh, he has got a, and I, I want to get the terminology right. Uh, uh, he, I think he's got a daughter who self-identifies as a boy. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, I think they call a transgender boy and mm-hmm. start out as a girl. And and he 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 was he and his wife. He there's very open and honest and say it was very difficult for us and all the rest of that. He said until I was approached by my 11 year old and said, well, Dad. Do you even know what gender means? Do you even know what? And came up with a lot of these catchphrases and these terms. And he goes on to say that his 11-year-old educated him on what gender really was. And I'm thinking to myself, when did we get into society where our children educate us on those things that we're supposed to educate them on? You know, who would have have thunk it uh, that children are telling parents what gender is, Mm -hmm. um, what reality is, and... uh, I would go back to, you know, when, when we 
can define truth based on our feelings. Mm-hmm. When in this case, you're talking about yeah. a child mm-hmm. telling a parent what mm-hmm. gender is. I, w- I want to go back a step further. This comes down to humanity's mm-hmm. rebellion against its creator. Yeah. This whole thing is really nothing new, mm-hmm. whether it's the rebelling against God who's determined our gender or rebelling against him for moral boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, what, what have you. This is just the, the, the newest uh, argument against God. And the scriptures say, and this is the Hicks paraphrase, you know, the scriptures, uh, you know, when the law was given, uh, to Moses, and 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 then it, it went, the scripture went on to say, you should teach these laws and the precepts to your children yeah. as you walk along, as you sit under, you know, as you as you rest, as you work, as you play. Teach my laws and precepts to your children, and, and then it goes on also to say in the scriptures, talk about the goodness of God, the provision of God yeah. to the generations, and so we have a responsibility of teaching our children the laws and the precepts of our Creator, and when that ceases to happen. Because, Richard, we all know from the biblical story, eight people got off of a boat one time, and they knew about the protection, the provision, the providence of God. Somewhere down the line, those people quit telling their ancestors about who God was. And now we've got parents who hadn't been taught about God, don't teach their children about God, so anything goes. And this is what happens. This is uh, why Christianity matters Mm -hmm. and why uh, a biblical worldview matters, you know. One not of the, just in the church building. I'm not, sorry. not just in the mm-hmm. church, but in culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the great Christian doctrines is that we are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. It's found in the very first chapter of Genesis that all of us are made mm-hmm. in God's image. Mm-hmm. And this is what gives us dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say that we're made male and female in God's image. God mm-hmm. made two distinct different parts of humanity. Mm-hmm. There's female and there's male. Both are equal in value, mm-hmm. equal in worth, equal in dignity. But God created us differently. Mm-hmm. And, Ron, when we rebel against that idea, number one, that there's a creator, number two, that we're made in God's image, uh, we end up hurting ourselves. Yeah. And we, number three, there's a distinct difference between yeah. male and female, right? Yeah. I think when yeah. we ignore God, yeah. ignore his precepts, and, and ignore the fact that he created us uniquely to be who he created us to be, yeah. Yeah, then, there's, then there's chaos. We're talking about this issue, and we're going to take a break here in just a moment, but we're talking about this because we care about that young girl uh, who's competing uh, in her high school sports. We care about her dignity. We care about fairness. But we're also speaking to this because we care about that confused young boy who doesn't understand that he was born in the image of God, born a certain gender, not assigned at birth, but he was born that way. Uh, with the gender, and as as people who care about others, we should speak to this issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ron, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, and the other side. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that the news media isn't always fair. In fact, there's lots of far-left bias and political gamesmanship. No surprise there. So if you're looking for a perspective that's grounded in the truth of Scripture and our nation's founding principles— then get plugged into CPC's resources. Sign up for our e-newsletter at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Commonwealth Policy Center. And we're on Twitter at CPC for Kentucky. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson here with Ron Hicks, and we're talking about this move in Congress to save women's sports. A group of senators have introduced the Save Women's Sports Act, which would withhold federal funds going to public schools that allow 
transgender males or boys who identify as girls to play in women's sports. And uh, Ron, this is something that looks like it has some traction in the U.S. Senate. This is an effort that was uh, initiated here in Kentucky. Last year, uh, State Senator Robbie Mills introduced a bill that would save women's sports, and that's what it essentially did. Richard, when we're talking about common sense, when you have two young, uh, two athletes who are born male, now identify as female, and they come in and completely annihilate all the records, does it take a, a... a doctor? Does it take a? Does it take a physicist? Does it? I mean, can the average human being see? Okay, obviously this person has a distinct advantage over every single other female who's ever participated in this. Yeah. So somebody comes along, breaks all these records. That some some track and field records have stood for twenty years. Yeah. Even in some high schools, you know, people people their whole life is I'm the one that set that record. And so somebody comes along and breaks all those records. And and common sense doesn't doesn't get get you to say well yeah well because he's a boy yeah I think that common sense is uh, not involved with this decision. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? what am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, we live in a politically correct postmodern age where mm-hmm. uh, if somebody really really believes something, we're supposed to affirm that. Well, if it's Iran, if you're a woman uh, trapped in a man's body, I'm supposed to believe that. And if I don't agree with that. I'm the one that's intolerant. Yeah. I'm bigoted. I might even be hurting your feelings. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that it's more damaging to participate in somebody's fiction if they're going against reality. If there's a biological reality that somebody's born a certain gender, I am hurting them by going along with that. We're hurting other people in society when we allow boys to join the girls' sports teams. Uh, and this is where we need to find our voice. We, you know, I'm encouraging if there are any elected officials out mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. find your voice and mm-hmm. speak to this. Pastors, if you're a pastor, be ready to speak to this issue, not to be confrontational or ugly, but speak truth. There is a, there is a famine of truth in our land, and we need to begin to speak the truth and to do it well and to articulate well. Ron, there's a lot at stake. Yeah. When we fail to speak truth, lies fill the gap. Well, and, and not just in this arena. The other day, a little, little, a quick little story. The other day, I was at a at a at a donation only coffee shop here in the middle of town. Uh, a young man showed up, self-identified as a Native American. Uh, said he was Cherokee. I, I'm actually a registered member of the <laughs> Cherokee Nation. And one of the things that I do to to find out whether people know if they know what they're talking about, I said, "How do you say Cherokee in Cherokee in in the actual?" Yeah. And and he started just beep, 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 you know, oh. and I'm like, whoa, 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 what? No, I just say the word Cherokee, and 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 he made up some crazy. And I'm like, no, that's not how you say it at all. And I said, you may in fact be Cherokee, but but the language you're speaking is not Cherokee. Yeah. And I said, I don't mean to embarrass you, but but you're letting these people know, you're getting them to believe that what you're actually speaking mm-hmm. is Cherokee, and it's not. I think we have a responsibility to point out. Uh, when things are being presented as truth and they're not, I didn't try to embarrass the yeah, guy, yeah. but but I said let me let me teach you how to say. It. He wasn't interested in the truth. Yeah. He was interested in continuing to perpetuate his lie, and so he he left. I found out later on there's mental illness involved there, mm. and and uh, you know I, I I'm no doctor, but when somebody thinks that there's something that they're not for the longest time, yeah. th- that would require mental uh, mental health issues. Nowadays, we say, oh, no, 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 we can't even say that, that there's a mental health issue. We just have to say whatever it is that you think you are. 
You yeah. want to think you're a duck? You're a duck, and, yeah. and let's affirm that. You want to stand in a car and go boom, 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 and, you know, stand in a garage and go boom, boom, boom. We have to, yeah. okay, you're a car, Richard, yeah. you know. And what, what happened so to reason? We, we cannot exist for very long as a culture mm-hmm. that doesn't have an agreed-on idea of truth, mm-hmm. a moral reference point, the idea that there is absolute fixed truth. And this is something that the biblical worldview gives to us. There's a creator. He defines truth. Mm-hmm. He's the ultimate reality. Mm-hmm. And the challenge for the church right now, Ron, and I'm speaking to those Christians out there, is to articulate the truth and to live out the truth. And this means if somebody is presenting things that are false, things that, uh, that are just very clear, you know, unarguably that it's true that somebody's a male and they're identifying as a woman, uh, no. Uh, it, there's, look, there's a biological reality, mm-hmm. and we need to begin to speak to this if we don't. Uh, we're, we already are in big trouble, but we've got to find our voice. Well, we've we, got to speak the truth. And we take this all the way down to the end, and, and we might be beating a dead horse here, but but here where we where we are, your car keys are in the satchel right here. What if I reached in that satchel, got your car keys, and I said, no, 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 Richard, the car you drove in on, that's actually my car. Yeah. I identify that. Yeah. I've always wanted that car. Identi- that's my car. I identify yeah. that. You know, and, and that's running all the way down to the end of something, but where do you stop in, yeah. in saying what's what's real and what's not real and just because you think it, therefore it is so. We tell the truth because we, as Christians, because we love God, but we love other people. Mm-hmm. The two great commands, mm-hmm. to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. We speak the truth when it comes to issue of gender because mm-hmm. we love God and love our neighbor. We speak the issue of truth when it comes to moral boundaries because we love God and love our neighbor. We speak to the issue of truth on life, mm-hmm. sanctity of life, mm-hmm. because we love God and love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. We need to find our voice mm-hmm. on these issues. Mm-hmm. Ron, we're going to mm-hmm. take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the upcoming election. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that America is being torn apart. We're seeing injustice, violence, and destruction of property in some of our big cities. Historical statues of our founding fathers have been vandalized, and some are even pushing to defund the police. This has brought fear and discouragement to many, but now is not the time to pull back or to disengage. That's why we are launching Faith Wins Kentucky. Faith Wins Kentucky is dedicated to educating, activating, and mobilizing Christians to vote biblical values in the November election. We believe that America is a special nation whose institutions are undergirded by biblical values. We're blessed with freedoms and liberties beyond compare, but if we care about our freedoms, then we must be willing to protect them. To learn more about Faith Wins Kentucky and how you can make a difference this election, go to faithwinsky.org. That's faithwinsky.org. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson here with Ron Hicks. And Ron, we have an election around the corner. Do we really? We do, if you've not noticed. <laughs> I've uh, heard. <laughs> the secretaries of states in every state across the country have made it easier to mail in ballots. Mm-hmm. For those that are afraid mm-hmm. to go to the polling place in person, you can request, at least here in Kentucky, go online, request a ballot to be sent mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. and then you can send it back. Right. Now, one of the problems with this is that the more points are that are there between the actual ballot and by the time that ballot's counted, the more opportunities there is for corruption or fraud. Chain of right? custody. In, in the police world, they would call it chain of custody. If there's an unbroken chain of custody, its evidence is not admissible in the court of law. So. so an unbroken chain of custody in the voting world is when you show up in person, right. show them your ID, mm-hmm. and then you cast you your vote. You walk over, get a piece of paper, put it in the machine. Yeah, there's no nothing fraudulent about that. Right. 
what's fraudulent or possibly fraudulent here with mail-in voting is you have to go online, request the application. The application comes to your address. Or to my mailbox. Yeah, that's yeah, right, to, my to your mailbox, mm-hmm. which means there's another couple of people involved, mm-hmm. somebody in the mm-hmm. Secretary of State's office mm-hmm. that has to fulfill that request. Mailman, mailwoman. The mailman. Mm-hmm. And then the whoever kid down picks, the street that wants to get who, in my mailbox. Who, that's show, exactly or, right. You know. Who picks up your mail, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you fill it out, and then you put it back in the mailbox. All the process is reversed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So conservatives, maybe you don't even have to be conservative, but people who understand this uh, chain of custody, mm-hmm, chain of mm-hmm, evidence mm-hmm, or custody, mm-hmm, custody mm-hmm. realize that there is a potential for fraud. Yeah. The, it's very interesting, Ron, because many in the political left say, no, there's never been any proven fraud. That's not happened. It's ridiculous. Despite all the proven fraud. Despite, this, yeah. Look, there was an entire election that was thrown out in North Carolina mm-hmm. in a congressional race not mm-hmm. too long ago mm-hmm. because there was voter fraud. And it mm-hmm. happened with the Republican Party, by the mm-hmm. way, where mm-hmm. political operatives got a hold of mail-in ballots and they fraudulently applied for their candidate, wrote down their candidate, sent them in. They had to throw out the entire election mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about that very often. Mm-mm. Just recently, there is a case in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, where a number of votes that were intended to be casted for Donald Trump, these were mail-in votes, were discarded. They were found uh, not to be sent to the uh, county clerk's office where they should have, but they were found just on the side of the road, apparently. Mm-hmm. The FBI is investigating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there. Uh, most of those votes, by the way, that were as they opened up the ballots to see what happened, most of those votes were for President Trump. Hmm. Same thing happened in my home state of Wisconsin. There's a place uh, not far from where I grew up, out of Gamey County, where they found three um, baskets of mail on the side of the road. Hmm. And several there were several mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. And that case is under investigation Well, how many well. times have you heard in the news where somebody was arrested for stealing bag- bags of mail? Because yeah. People send checks yeah. and to make payments yeah. and all the rest of that. So you could have somebody who has who could care less yeah. about the election, who just steals bags of mail, and if there's a mail-in ballot in there, and they throw that away just like a discarded purse that they've that they've stolen out of the car, yeah. still that ballot that 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 constitutionally protected right has been violated. That's right, and and, and it has it has tainted that that, that election. I heard uh, Secretary of State Michael Adams give a talk recently. He was actually at our office in Frankfurt talking to candidates about the election and Mm -hmm. what to expect. He said something that stuck with me that I will not forget. Mm. Nationally, the U.S. Postal Service loses between 4 to 5 percent of its mail every year. Four to, now four think to about that. So four you have to an five election percent. has a plus or minus four or five percent. Yeah. yeah. Now variance. think about this. Here in Kentucky, I know that in the 2018 election, there were a number of state house races that were razor thin margins. Mm-hmm. There was one race that was tied. Uh-huh. It was deadlocked. Yes. There were there were a couple of races that were single digits. Mm-hmm. Some that had uh, 24 uh, votes that separated the winner from the loser. Ron, if you have four to five percent of the mail possibly getting lost, mm-hmm. that would very easily influence a number of elections uh, here in Kentucky. Well, it could sway a, a lot of states. It could sway a whole lot of states on whether or not they get they get all in, whether yeah, yeah. I mean, it could it could it could absolutely change state That's by right. state. It could actually change right. uh, the presidency or, or or any office. That's why if you look at the battleground states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, these states were decided by very small margins Mm -hmm. in the 2016 election, Mm -hmm. and they could be as well Hmm. in this one. Ron, I want to talk about one more issue, pivot over to social media, which does have a big impact in elections. Twitter uh, has been accused of uh, being biased (laughs) against conservatives. 
and biased for liberals. Same with Facebook. I was going to say, it's it's been proven, you know, that whether it was a mistake or whether it was intentional, the algorithms were were certainly against conservatives in the Facebook case. We have have advertised politically on Facebook for years, Mm -hmm. and uh, currently we're trying to get my name off of the ads and put the organization's name on there. And mm-hmm. Facebook is making us go all through all kinds of hoops mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's unreasonable. Now I'm glad I'm okay. I'm not trying to hide, right? but I'd prefer that the organization's right, name right. be on these right. voter guides instead sure. of mine. It's mm-hmm. more reflective sure. than just me personally. More mm-hmm. people know the Commonwealth Policy yeah, Center. Yeah, it's not your personal know opinion. Me. It's the Commonwealth Policy Center. Right. right. So mm-hmm. they're, they're giving us a little grief with that. Mm-hmm. But some news from Twitter the Twitterverse, as it's called, Twitterverse, is that uh, they have a policy. Now, it's a policy that's been in place for some time that prevents the promotion of violence oh, yeah. or threats mm-hmm. or terrorism, all that good policy. Absolutely great However, policy. However, when it comes to the protests, uh, they've not been consistent with that policy. Uh, there was a hashtag on Twitter that said uh, burn Louisville, uh, if I if I have it correct. Yeah, uh, uh-huh, the, the pound sign burn, or at burn, burn Louisville, uh, and it was allowed to run on Twitter um, after the grand jury didn't indict the police officer for the Brianna um, um, uh, murder. That, that's mm-hmm. correct. They allowed that to go on, and tw- mm-hmm. so somebody contacted Twitter right when that started to go viral. Twitter said, no, this is not violence. Whoever that person was <laughs> that responded to the initial complaint. Goodness. I would guess that there were several complaints. Uh, well, then the it, rule says this, quote, wishing or hoping that someone experienced physical harm at violence. Um, again, quote, violence. You may not threaten violence against an individual or a group of people. We also prohibit the glorification of violence. Um, uh, learn more about our violent threat and glorification of violence policies. And, and, and those, those are direct quotes from their rules. Yet the hashtag burn Louisville apparently isn't making a threat against an individual or a group of people. It's the entire city. It wasn't for for quite a while, which that should have been caught early on Mm -hmm. from even the Mm -hmm. entry-level worker at Twitter should Mm -hmm. have caught that and deleted it. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Eventually it did slow down, but not after it was allowed to remain Mm -hmm. for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we saw what happened in Louisville. There were 127 arrests. There were fires set. There was some police property damage. Shot, weren't the, Two police the, officers mm-hmm. were shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the violence was encouraged through Twitter users. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a Muslim activist by the name of Linda Sarser. She was tweeting out violence, calling for people to rise up uh, after the ruling didn't go in her favor, after this, the grand jury found the police officers acted in self-defense. And Ron was troubling in this. It's not just that Twitter allowed this to continue. But we have a process by which we mete out justice. There's evidence that's gathered. Uh, the evidence is presented to the grand jury. The grand jury deliberates. They come up with a decision. The uh, attorney general's involved with releasing the findings. Uh, but that was not good enough for a large number of people in uh, the Louisville area, and that's unfortunate. Hey, Ron, I wish we had more time. I just looked down at my clock. We are out of time, brother. Hey, man, good program. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless you, listeners. Hey, uh, stay informed, and God bless you.